Chapter 4, Scott's First Team Meeting Gary called again for another long meeting and a demand that Scott hold long meetings of his own with his team to fix the company's mounting problems. Their relationship was now showing visible cracks as the pressure increased. Scott couldn't shake the feeling that Gary was homing in on his vulnerabilities, like a predator sensing his prey's weakness. Every interaction felt like a minefield, with Scott convinced that Gary was orchestrating a strategy to engineer his downfall. The weight has left Scott with more self-doubt and caused his mental game to go off the rails. He talked himself up daily, but nonetheless, he increasingly felt there was no way to win. That evening, Scott peppered his wife with questions. She was no freshman when it came to business either. Before they had children, she was the office manager at a busy law firm. Sarah, if you were in my shoes, how would you start the meeting tomorrow? Should I ask the staff members to introduce themselves? Do I jump right into tasks? Should I ask for each person's advice? Should I schedule a follow-up meetings with team members? Give them individual goals? His list went on, but Sarah hadn't had much team-building experience herself. She encouraged Scott with kind words, but no sage advice. He was happy nonetheless for that. He turned in early to try for a good night's sleep. As Scott walked into the conference room the next morning, he found the whole team gathered and looking at him. He was holding a coffee mug and had a laptop and tablet with him. He tried to seem friendly, but a bit of nervousness was hidden behind his smile. As he sat down, everyone's eyes were on him, waiting for him to start. He had carefully planned what to say, but he still felt the pressure. He looked at his tablet for a moment, took a breath, and began. During the meeting, Scott talked a lot about the numbers, as Gary demanded, but his attempt to impress fell short because his presentation of the data was confusing. When people asked questions, he avoided answering directly. When someone challenged his data, he responded by trying to control the situation instead of asking for more feedback, which just made the numbers more confusing. As the meeting went on, Scott talked a lot, but his words didn't clarify anything. He talked in circles, sometimes answering his own questions. Even though he was acting as if he knew what he was doing, the team looked puzzled. He kept going, saying that he would send emails with to-do tasks, but that promise went unfulfilled as the day became busier and more chaotic. The unfinished to-do list made everything even more confusing. Scott! There's so much information coming at us. How are we supposed to remember everything? The nodding around the room reinforced their bewilderment, revealing that Scott's data overload had left the team even more confused. Scott paused momentarily, taken back by the question, and realizing he was getting nowhere. With each passing hour of the meeting, the weight of responsibility crushed Scott's resolve. The chaos seemed to mount. It eventually ended mostly because he and the entire team were too exhausted to go on. He moved back to his desk, which had become a triage station for the steady stream of team members asking questions. He madly dialed vendors and suppliers in a desperate bid to keep everything afloat. Meanwhile, the cycle of long, ineffective meetings continued exacerbated by Scott's inability to delegate. His notes and to-do lists multiplied. His calendar bursting with obligations, he began comparing himself to a professional juggler working on reports for Gary while on video calls with suppliers and vendors. 
He tried to keep the team motivated between all his meetings and calls while remaining calm through it all, but Scott wasn't sure about the next steps he should take with his team members. It was another rough week. Time to find Ray. Friday afternoon, Scott diverted his attention from emails and text messages. Binoculars in hand, he trained his gaze on the horizon where Ray's vintage airplane sat. After viewing the distant activity for a few moments, he decided to abandon his desk and venture outside. It was another stifling South Carolina summer day, thick with heat and humidity. He stepped out into the dust-laden wind and made his way to see Ray. Spotting Ray beneath the airplane's underbelly, Scott leaned over and greeted him with a smile. Hey there, Ray. How's the progress coming? Ray's familiar voice resonated. Scott, I've been wondering when you'd come by. Emerging from beneath the plane, he dusted off his hands and stood upright. Tea time, my friend. Take a load off. Retrieving bottles from a cooler, Ray extended one to Scott in a gesture of hospitality and they settled into their seats. Ray's eyes fixed on Scott as he took a deep breath. Ray, I'm pouring in the hours, pushing myself to the limit, but there's something missing. Still, I'm trying to keep my own spirits up. Ray looked up to the clouds, lost in thought. After a reflective pause, he again focused on Scott, his words carrying the weight of experience. Scott, remember this crucial truth. You rise when you raise others. You can't do it alone. It's time to roll up our sleeves. There's work to be done, my friend.